Well, hey, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you. Howdy. Uh, hey, thank you all for being here. Thank you, crypto friends. Um, this is fantastic. Uh, so, today I'm here to talk about the ICO Circus. <laughs> that thing right there. Um, so, as founder of Token Agency, uh, I am pitched ICOs every single day, dozens upon dozens of them, and it's a bit exhausting. Um, and it's also a bit uh, of a minefield out there. So I'll keep this pretty brief. What I wanted to be able to do is not so much come up and just talk to you guys about, oh, how to you know, market ICOs or anything like that. What I'm going to do instead is take the opposite approach. So what I'd like to do is give you a couple tips when vetting an ICO and also give you just some of the best of the best of the worst pitches that I've ever heard and show you a little bit of this and that. So it's really important to understand that it is stressful to constantly look over ICOs. Um, and just some quick tips. So first I'll start off with three quick tips. First of all, be skeptical. Be extremely skeptical. Um, if you're pitched something and it makes you have a big old question mark, like how does blockchain even apply to that? That's a big old red flag. And you know, of course you can ask questions and dive in, but First tip, be skeptical. Um, at Token Agency, we say no to about 95, probably 99% of the uh, pitches that we get. And that's my big thing. Secondly, don't be desperate. So look, uh, what's absolutely fantastic about being in the crypto space right now is that there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of new coin opportunities coming up. Um, and just because your buddy mooned off of that one project last week doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity right around the corner for the next big project. Um, so don't be desperate. Don't be too worried about that. Third, when you find that one and you just know it, make sure you ask a friend. Just ask your buddies. Ask, uh, you know, ask your circle, hey, I think I found a really good project. What do you think? So before you just go and throw your entire bag over into this one particular project, ask your friend. It's just important to do. So next up, these cats shouldn't be doing that. So let's talk about a couple things in this circus that is an ICO, you know, the ICO circus. Let's talk about a couple things that you should be doing to vet some ICOs. So first of all, much like how these cats should not be doing that, although it's entertaining, it, it is entertaining. I, this is my entire presentation, by the way. I'm just leaving it out for the next, yeah. I could watch that gym all day long. Yeah, exactly. Um, if, again, so if someone is trying to just apply blockchain to a project just because, it's a really bad sign. So a couple weeks ago, I got pitched a yogurt company, and the yogurt company wants to just launch a token, because why not? So it's pretty important that, you know, as I started asking some specific questions, I didn't really get any really direct answers. But I did finally, at the end of that conversation, find out that, oh, Rob, um, you know, well, we want to do an ICO because we couldn't get our seed capital round filled and we couldn't do a round A. So we're hearing that people are launching these token sales. And so we want to come and talk to you today about that. No, no, huge red flag. So if someone, um, is just doing it for the case. Oh, I can see, see the lights. Um, just beware of that. 
Next up, I got pitched a hippie commune a couple months ago. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a good hippie commune? But, you know, ICOing a hippie commune, eh, you know, so it's, so again, like ask, asking some really good questions, doing some, uh, doing your own research, you know, D-Y-O-R, you know, you gotta always do your own research. Um, when I started asking questions to this entrepreneur um, about, you know, the hippie, <laughs> he described it in different ways, but it was a hippie commune. Um, when I asked him, you know, why ICO? First of all, it was, okay, well, we're going to do a sustainable, you know, this and that. Um, but when I started doing research into the entrepreneur himself, I found out that he launched an Indiegogo campaign for this exact concept and couldn't even raise $1,000. So if you couldn't raise $1,000 for your hippie commune, you probably shouldn't do an ICO and expect that you can raise $30 million for this idea. But he, but he might be able to. Let's see, at least, yeah. Pre-sale tomorrow, by the way, yeah. <laughs> next up, yeah, next up is to, uh, you know, uh, just understand and ask questions, and, uh, you know, if, if their entire concept just doesn't make sense to you. So, so this first step is just go over the token concept. Uh, is it unique? Uh, is it filling the pain points that you think can be solved through blockchain? If so, Great, on to the next step, which is, in this metaphor, we have the trapeze artist. And what I mean by the trapeze artist is the, is the instant moon. So the guys that are gonna go and talk to you and you know, the entrepreneurs that'll say, you need to get into my token sale because you're gonna make future returns. Ooh, that's bad. So friends of mine pitched me this one. I'm sorry if anyone got into this. Uh, hey Tom, awesome. I'm gonna play uh, 10 seconds, just 10 seconds of this, and we'll see if you can spot it. Hey there, if you're watching this video, it's probably because you trade cryptocurrency and are considering an exciting new ICO opportunity. In the next two minutes, you're gonna learn about All right, that's it. Did you see that? So first of all, it sounds like an infomercial. That's a pretty bad stuff. But second of all, that cartoon showed dollars in a bubble. So obviously, you know, people are thinking about making money from this project. So got pitched this idea from buddies of mine. They're like, hey, you gotta get into Digitex. Oh boy. Um, so I watched the video. After 10 seconds of watching the video, I stopped it. I told my friends, do not put your money into this. This is, um, this is insane. And they said, no, Rob, no, no, I know, I know this guy. He's, he's okay, he's cool. So, all right, next up, look at the team. Now, I will go ahead and say that even though this is midway through the presentation, the team is the most important part. So, first of all, uh, Tom, can you click the thing, because now the thing's not working. It's the thing. There we go. So, let's talk about the CTO for a second. The CTO is an Upwork freelance Android developer. Um, and none of the partners actually have the project listed in their LinkedIn. I love I have a laser pointer, I'm just gonna use it. It's here, so I'm gonna use it. Um, so first of all, if you're launching an exciting new, you know, an exciting new uh, uh, company, you probably want to list it on your LinkedIn profile. So none of the team members had that. Um, so that was another huge red flag. So make sure that you have your social media profiles up to date, even if you're not really into that sort of thing. But it literally takes five minutes and shows people that you're committed to the project. Now up next is pretty close to this conversation, which is the juggler. 
So like if you, it, it's cool if you're like an ICO advisor here and there, but if you have five other ICOs that you're advising and you, uh, you know, are also working a full-time sales job and you also have another startup that, you know, just recently failed or something like that, and then you're also listing this project, um, if you're juggling five things at once, how are you going to put time and energy into this company that you're starting? So just be aware that when you start doing research into entrepreneurs, they need to be 100% in it. Next up is my own personal issue in 2014 where I invested in an anonymous team, quote coin. <laughs> and then I lost it all, that was fun. Uh, so if anyone has an anonymous team, yeah, no. I, I hope I don't have to explain this one to you guys, but I wish Rob from 2014, you know, now told Rob from 2014 that that was a bad idea. Um, next up, the world's smallest community and Telegram group. All right, so, so look, so it is fine if you have a small Telegram group, um, and if you're looking at to, if you're looking into a project and you're like one of the first, then that's cool. But if you are a public-facing token sale, if you're going out there and you're like, hey, we're like midway through the token sale, and you have, you know, 50 people in a Telegram group, or you know, just you know, a hundred you know, subreddit subscribers. Um, it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Because what it shows is that there's not really any work being done to marketing the actual opportunity or marketing the, the token sale. And also just means that you're not developing a community that's going to you know, propagate this company. So that's a bad thing. Next up, the Siamese twin. And in this case, what I'm talking about is the metaphor of combining every single crypto buzzword together. Oh yeah, just combine things and you know, you'll know you move, right? So next up, uh, Tom, we'll, we'll do the same thing again. So I got pitched this one, which was BitLumens. And so they're just combining seller lumens and Bitcoin, obviously. So go ahead and hit this real quick. Sorry if you're in the room. BitLumens is a smart internet of things IoT device that brings solar power and water to rural women who do not have access to water or the power grid. Bitlumens will help solve three key problems. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so what do they got there? They got Bit. They have Lumens. They have Internet of Things. They have uh, uh, cross-border payments. They have solar panels. They have helping third-world countries. They uh, helping women in third-world countries specifically. And look, you know, if you're just combining every single crypto buzzword into a project, I mean that's pretty pretty blatant. Yeah, it's a red flag. You want to stick, stick clear of that one. Uh, Tom, same thing. Yeah, next up. So not everyone knows about, well, you, should, you know. So this is representing the world's emptiest GitHub. So basically, if you are looking into, especially like an open source protocol token, you better have some code. Um, that used to fly, you know, a year ago. But nowadays, you better have some code that people can vet and look into. Um, so if you're looking into a project and you like it, if they don't have this publicly listed, um, I mean, if you really like it, ask the development team, hey, where can I see the code? And if they haven't written anything, yeah, be careful. Next up, if you've gone through all of these things, you want to go into uh, reading the white paper. You know, all these concepts I just talked about should only take you about two or three minutes into every project. And so if, now look, I've read a lot of white papers and a lot of really crappy ones, unfortunately, and this is the business plan of most white papers that sort of come across sometimes. So, you know, we are 
launching these token sales so that you're building a company or an open source protocol that's supposed to live for years upon years upon years. So, you know, if the basic business plan is to do this, uh, steer clear of it. Next up, the world's worst use of proceeds. And in this case, the world's fattest man, right? Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, if your token sale is holding 95% of the tokens, <coughs> um, then it's really bad. Like, like, this is like, you know, so, not, not in every case, basically, if the if the community if the owners are holding over 50% of the tokens, you really want to scrutinize that. In some cases, it, you know, there, there could be a reason why you want to do that, but no, you really shouldn't ever do that. Um, so so you know, if you've gone through a white paper, you like it, but then you notice that, you know, the use of proceeds, you know, all that's going to you know, marketing, or if all of it's going to work the internal team, especially, which I have seen, um, you just want to be aware of that. Now, after all of this, if you think that you have found what you want, well then, fantastic. Um, tell everyone about it, again, vet it, make sure that, uh, that you're feeling good. One of the things I like to do is, if there is a project that I'm not associated with that I really like, and it goes through all my, my vetting process, I will actually end up um, messaging the entire team on LinkedIn and verifying their day-to-day -day activities um, with the project. So that's just like a little tip, like make sure that you're communicating with the team that you're about to put all of your you know, hard-earned Bitcoin and Ether into, and just make sure that you actually communicate with them and understand that they're real people and they have, you know, uh, and so forth and so on. Um, that basically is it for me. So, I mean, thank you guys so much for your time. I'm excited to judge this pitch competition. So, that's it. Awesome talk. Brilliant stuff. So, we have any uh, one or two Sales questions from the audience? Quickly? Oh. <laughs> questions from Token Agency? This man knows ICOs. <laughs> yes, you in the front with the Bitcoin hat on. Oh, okay. <laughs> ICOs currently that I, as a U.S. citizen, can throw some crypto at legally? Oh. Legally, yeah. If they do a private placement or a 506 C or a Reg A, are you an accredited investor, sir? You know, it's can, like, can, uh, can, can you tick a box? Yeah. Can you tick a box? I do actually like that. Yeah. Can you tick a box? Then, then maybe. Okay. Um, I mean, that is just a whole can of worms that, that can be like it's an undefined day. It, it's an undefined um, regulatory landscape right now. Yeah. And <laughs> when you have an undefined regulatory landscape, what do you do? You conform to the traditional regulatory landscape. Right. So at the end of the day, if it, if it quacks like a duck and it looks like a duck and it pops its head down uh, underwater to get food, it's a duck. Yeah. Meaning that as a U.S. citizen and you're, you're buying a token, whether it be a utility or security, in my opinion, um, you have to conform to SEC... Um, securities laws. Um, as far as as far as any ICOs being legally available uh, or or at least uh, allowed for U.S. citizens to invest in, I don't know, um, so I can't comment on that. But that is a really good website to start to to, to see like, hey, as a U.S. citizen, what ICOs can I invest in? That, 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 maybe that's a good idea for, it's crazy. for be a blank ICO rating. <laughs> ICO rating companies. That'd yeah. be a great idea to have a filter going. Are you a citizen? Well, here you go. This is what we, we could do for you. That's a, that's a cool little filter. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, yes, you in the front. How do you feel about discounts uh, moving in as 
ICOs do early stage and they raise the price as they do it? So, you know, when you do a traditional like seed rounds, like there are there are discounts and you get people with a better valuation. So I'm I, like, uh, I think that discounts can be and are okay. It's the percentages that are just completely out of whack. So I mean, I've seen people that are doing like 200% pre-sale discounts, and that's very obviously like you don't, you know, and they're trying to go private with it and not be public about it. So that's especially bad. Um, but so long as there's, you know, typically uh, we're advising maybe maybe 25% in some cases, but usually it's project, not really. Yeah, I've been at startups 15 years. If your project is good enough. And if your idea is sound enough, and you're confident enough in what you uh, put out there as far as the narrative, as far as the product is concerned, then you don't need to do discounts. Yeah. And anybody doing a discount, in my opinion, as far as being a startup business or whatever, um, you know, it, it's it's great to get a discount. Obviously, as an investor, you always want a little something, something. Um, but there is a fine line between doing a favor and scamming yeah it, and it totally depends it totally depends on the business model um, and the token model but in in general low or no discounts is definitely the way to go we take one more question yes sir you seem excited one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are definitely agencies that you can go talk to that do it in two weeks if you pay them a quick hundred bitcoins. So, hey, hey, uh, hey, yeah. take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, the timeline, I mean, we're, you know, it completely depends, but, you know, it can, it, it can depending take. On like your, depending on your commercial budget, depending <laughs> on how much bitcoin you want to spend for these agencies, they will be able to perform miracles for you. Yeah. You want to launch it in two weeks, you want to launch it in four weeks, you want to launch it in six weeks. It depends on what it is. It depends on if, if it meets certain regulatory frameworks that happen to be established already. Who do you want to market to? Right now it's all a story. It's a big fairy tale. So I'll, I'll go ahead There's and also no engine, say, you know. I'll go ahead and also say that uh, the biggest thing is compliance at this point. So it doesn't matter if you can start marketing or even start coding today. Um, you know, if you're trying to do a foreign entity project, um, you know, apparently there's a six to 12 month wait list for Switzerland. There's, you know, Caymans are getting filled up right now too. So, you know, regulatory wise is what you need to focus on first and just getting a corporation. It's complicated yeah. for you US yeah. citizens. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, it's complicated. We don't know if they're a U.S. citizen, though. You know, but you know, I'm just you saying know. in general. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am a U.S. citizen, but I'm also a oh. British citizen. I'm a German citizen. You're a citizen of the world. I'm a, I'm a decentralized person. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say something else, be a bit more aggressive, but you know, I decided to hold back for a second. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you say? Well, I was just going to say. No, this is my mic. Well, it, <laughs> it takes time to set up your bank accounts in a lot of these other countries. So if you are a U.S. citizen and you do want to do an ICO, the safest way right now is probably to set up your corporation outside the U.S. Caymans, Gibraltar, Singapore, where most people are going. Liechtenstein, however the fuck you say it, I will not go there. I still don't know if it is Eastern Bloc of Europe, if you ask me. No, it's not. Um, so and and all these places take a, like a couple weeks. If you want to do something in Singapore, you have to physically go there and set it up. If you want to do something in Caymans. Uh, I think it takes like six to eight weeks too, so it takes time. That's you've got, you've got, you've got the best money. country for ICOs right now for a corporation, and that's Malta. 
sorry to say, but Malta is really the place to be um, when it comes to ICOs and for U.S. citizens. Um, we need to move to, to switch topics. Thank you so much, Token Agency. You got it. Um, really great, great talk, and we will revisit things later. So let's give it up for Token Agency again. So I did do a little introduction. We're, I'm going to do a little introduction on me and my background quickly. Um, and then after 